Hello. Hi. I'm Libby. I'm Sydney. And this is where the light pours in our podcast. Uh, yes. So, Sydney, how have you been? Oh my goodness. I um <laughs> like not good. <laughs> I've been okay. I think um the thing we're about to talk about today has been affecting me. Um because yeah, I mean we'll get more into that further into the podcast, but um it's been a roller coaster. Yeah. Um do you want I can do my dark and bright spots, my bright and dark spot if you want. Yeah, let's do your bright and dark spots. All right. <clears throat> Um, so I have like kind of, I guess my dark spot is, um, my dog is very old and she is slowly falling apart. She's like, uh, 17 or 18. And so she's, you know, she's at the end of her life. She fell down the stairs twice today. She threw up a lot. She's just a mess. So I think like watching her has been very depressing. Um, and then my bright spot I have a couple, if that's okay. Yeah, feel free. We need all the positivity. Um, <laughs> um, okay, my bright spot, one of them is today, Libby, me, and um, one of our past uh, guests on the podcast, Noah. Um, Go check out that episode, we, by the way. <laughs> yes, the uh, mental health in film, it's really great. It's one of our smartest ones. Yes. Um, and mostly because of Noah. Yeah, um, all the research for us. <laughs> we just kind of sat there and listened and nodded, which you couldn't hear, but yeah. um, but we all baked together. Um, we baked food, not weed. It was not a pot-related thing. And um, that was really nice because I got to talk to them and just chill, which is something you don't get to do in COVID. And then also my sister came home today, which is very exciting. And um, she's my best friend. So that's really nice. But otherwise this week has been um, rough, but those two things have made it, have made it better. Yeah, that's so valid. Yes, thank um, you. I guess I have like, my dark spot is kind of like not specific. It's not like a specific thing. It's more like I am home for the holidays and I haven't been to my house or in my room since August and like I have some traumatic memories here and then in the surrounding area because I grew up here and you know Mm -hmm. life happens and so my mental health kind of like has tanked like it was more last week last week was really rough Mm -hmm. and then going in like Monday was rough and then I don't know it's slowly gotten better but yes that was probably like my dark spots and there was a lot encompassed in that, but mm-hmm. yes. And, yeah, being home is definitely, it's a rough time. Yeah. and Especially uh, after you have that taste of like independence at college. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And then also there's like, just the seasons are so different. Like California is kind of just in fall right now. Mm-hmm. And so I like left winter to go back to fall and it kind of confused my body yeah definitely. so yeah um but my bright spots I I think one of my bright spots was baking today that was really fun I made 
pumpkin cookies. And I've been doing DoorDash, which has been very nice because I can like make money and all I do is like drive around and listen to podcasts or music and it's gotten me like out of the house. And normally I just drive around, but this way I drive around and make money. So nice. That's good. We don't have DoorDash in Vermont, so I would um, love to be doing that, but I am unable to. But it sounds fun. It sounds good. Really. It's it's a good thing to do when you have like a lot of time on your hands because you can just kind Mm. of do it whenever. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Uh, So I think before we dive in, we should just say we took a little bit of a hiatus from the podcast because both of our, you know, there's just a lot going on. It was the holidays, but we are back. Yeah, we are. Lightly better. <laughs> We're like, I don't know. <laughs> We're um, able to be recording. Yes, we are worse than we were the last time we recorded, but better than we were a week ago. Yes, very, very true. So, um, you know, progress, question mark. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. (laughs) We're somewhere. We're somewhere. We're on the path to like doing better. Yeah. Like part of um part of doing a mental health podcast is that we're interested in it, but also like our interest is mostly um pushed by our own struggles with mental health. So I think that's yeah. yeah. It's it's the reality of life. Yes, and we are also now not in the same time zone, so that did make it a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will give up. Yeah, that. like ten my time, and usually I'd be like laying in bed watching Criminal Minds right now, but I'm awake and thriving. Thriving. <laughs> trying to. Yes. Okay. So, Sid, do you want to tell them what the topic of this week's podcast is? Yes. So this week we're going to be talking about. Um, seasonal affective disorder or sad yes um, how we feel all the <laughs> it's a fun time it's a good time I live in Vermont so it's very uh it's very relevant for me right now yeah um, uh, so, yeah I will start us out with a little statistic just so you know the kind of wide-reaching aspects of seasonal affective disorder or sad as it has been cutely coined <laughs> Uh, seasonal affective disorder is estimated to affect 10 million Americans. Another 10 to 20% may have mild seasonal affective disorder. SAD is four times more common in women than men. So, yeah, and that is from Psychology Today, just so. <laughs> Thank you, Psychology Today, for um, really just supplying with us with all the facts. Yeah, so, Yeah. Um, I think seasonal affective disorder or like even seasonal depression, which is like mild mm-hmm. seasonal affective disorder, yeah, is something that I think like it affects me. It affects you too, from what I've heard. Yes. So yeah, yeah. I think it'll be really fun to talk about. So yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I can. I'll talk about um, living in Vermont. Um, <laughs> during winter time, um, I have a lot of friends who I've never been like officially diagnosed with seasonal affective disorder, but I definitely like feel it. Like Libby was saying, like 
every winter it's just like a little bit more of a depression than I already already deal with but um I have a friend who's a mom bought her one of those little happy lights and just like stuck it in her room and like looked at her and was like you gotta use this and she was like okay mom and it's just like definitely something that like everyone here deals with I mean it's dark like most of the day you're stuck inside because we can't leave um yeah, yeah COVID, I mean, I'm sure that's way harder and more isolating than normal yes definitely yeah especially with COVID yeah so it's I crazy. have a bit of a different experience with seasonal affective disorder seasonal mm-hmm. and so I live in California so we don't get that bad winters and I really like kind of like the cold crisp fall weather that is our winter mm-hmm. so I actually get seasonal affective disorder in the spring around end of February, March, April. Mm-hmm. And I have every single year, probably since middle school. And it's like my mental health goes from like pretty okay to like completely tanking. Yeah. So yeah, that I feel like a lot of people just assume seasonal affective disorder, seasonal depression only can happen in the winter, but that is not true. It can happen any time of year. It's just, you know, based on a season. Mm -hmm. There's a girl in red song about it called Summer Depression. Yes. Great, great music. If you don't listen to it, you should check it out. Maybe if you shout out the people come on our podcast. (laughs) god i would die if anyone knows girl in red (laughs) also tell her i want to marry her um but yeah seasonal affective disorder damn yeah um yeah that was something i didn't know until i started to do research just for this project was that it can happen in the uh, summertime yeah Um, it's not a time because everyone is kind of just getting over their seasonal depression from winter and i'm like just going into it yeah that's rough. Yeah. I'm sorry. It is, it is a-okay. The nice thing about seasonal affective disorder, like it's terrible, but since it is tied to a season, it generally like starts to lift a little bit mm-hmm. when that yeah. like time period is over. Yeah, you can like see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. That's good. But yeah, so Sid, why don't you tell us a little bit about like your symptoms I guess or like experience with it and like what it feels like to you oh my goodness um yeah it feels like for me it feels like a typical like depression but going for the winter time for like all of winter and a little bit deeper um and it feels a little bit more hopeless if that makes sense like I just like feel like there's nothing that I, I mean, it's gonna get very dark. I guess that's the purpose of this podcast. But um, I just feel like there's no like, there's no light, like literally, um, because mine happens in the winter. And so, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just rough. Um, we'll get this into this later in the, later in the podcast, but um, I struggle with eating disorders. And so I find that like my eating disorder picks up again in the winter. Um, I also used to be a winter athlete, like pretty heavily. Like when I say winter athlete, I mean with a capital W, 
trained all year long. And so having a winter depressive episode um, slash seasonal depression definitely affected that. I mean, it just affects everything. It's just yes. <laughs> the whole thing. I was trying to think, Libby earlier said um, she wrote down what it felt like to be sad. And honestly, I feel that because you don't really know what it feels like to be sad unless you're in it. And like currently, um, it's just ramping up. So I can't like say exactly how it feels, but it's just like, like heaviness and just like, ugh, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with my seasonal affective disorder, I would say it's basically just like an amplification of a lot of the mental health struggles I have year round. They just get worse for some unknown reason. And yeah, so I think one of the like really good examples of like just like how it like magnifies that is like I've been hospitalized yes. <laughs> during that period. Every every year during that period, for I think probably like three years in a row, I either went to the doctor to try and change my meds or like went to the doctor because I was doing some self-harming behaviors or I was hospitalized all and they all happen around like the third week of March L between like the last week of February and the like third mm -hmm. week of March because like it starts mid-February and by then I'm like yeah. deep in it and like really amplifies like the PTSD I have the like depression I have the anxiety mm -hmm. I have and because of that I think it does really it has in the past made me fall back into like those really unhealthy coping strategies that I thought I had moved past. Yeah. Is there yeah. a really special just, way that you deal well, with that? Do you have any special coping mechanisms? Um, <laughs> honestly, that's such think, a therapisty question. It is a therapisty question. I think really. Honestly, the sucky thing about seasonal depression is you just have to start recognizing it as a pattern within mm -hmm. yourself. And then you know it's coming. And so you just have to prepare as best you can. It's like it's like when a hurricane is moving in and you can't stop it, but you can like board up your windows and like try and weather the storm. It's like a period. Just gotta shove a tampon up there. Yeah. Yeah, like you're just, you just have to like get through it and get to the other mm -hmm. side. And so like the ways I've dealt with it is like, I will tell my therapist if it's a new therapist or like I'll remind my therapist and I'll be like, okay, so it's about to get really dark. So I need you to check in on me. And I need it to be like, we, you bring it up in therapy because I won't want to. And we have to just like talk about like coping strategies. And I think also to deal with like the depression aspect, a lot of the time I'll like, get really into like using a planner just for the like season of my seasonal depression mm -hmm. so I can like know what I have to do cross it off and I don't like feel like I'm falling behind in all aspects of my life mm -hmm. but yeah I feel like really the only thing you can do to a certain point is recognize the pattern and then reach out for help when you need it yeah I think definitely like telling 
your therapist. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with like helpful things listeners can do when they're dealing with this. Tell your therapist before it starts to happen and then recognize that pattern. I think like recognizing patterns in yourself is like such an important part of mental health because like all of our mental health has some sort of pattern. You know, you peak, you go down, you peak, you go down or whatever. And um, making sure you recognize those patterns is super important. And hopefully or not hopefully, if you have seasonal affective disorder or seasonal depression, it's easier because it's usually a month or, you know, whatever, a season, winter. And I think, I think a really good thing that you can do at home is like, just like get a calendar for the year, like a year calendar at the beginning of the year and just kind of mark off how you're feeling every day. Yes. And then at the end of the year, it's a really good way to go back and be like, wow, I'm sad. And I'm generally sad around this time of year every year. Is Mm -hmm. there something that could have happened in the past? Like a traumatic memory that's like going to make that time of year especially hard for me. Mm -hmm. Because like, even if you don't remember like something bad that happened, your body does. And it'll Mm -hmm. like bring up those feelings during that time of year. And so it's, it can be really helpful if you just like look at it and notice these things within yourself, because then you can, I think, be a better advocate for yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, And it's December, so you can start to do that on January 1st. When are we releasing this episode? It's going to be in like two weeks, right? No, I think we're releasing this one on next Monday, because we don't have anything. Ah, perfect. It'll be the 14th of December and you can start this. Let's, let's do that. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I'm going to make a calendar and track how I feel every day. Yeah, I, I told myself I'm going to do that. And then I never actually do it. But um, get on your phone, we'll, it'll really, like, tweet us, tweet at us. If you decide to do that yes, at the bright organization on Twitter, maybe we can like all Please. take pictures of like our little mood trackers for the month share them it'll be fun bonding experience i think seasonal affective disorder is just it's such a hard thing to like pin down mm-hmm. because it's something that i think it affects such a large percentage of people that like right. it's just kind of normalized i feel like in our society yeah and so i think a lot of people don't see it as like a valid mental illness yeah which I think is like a really big problem for stigmatization and stuff like that right yeah I think I mean I can speak from personal experience that in my school it was just like something that like not everyone went through but like a good chunk of our school went through because I'll say this so many times I live in Vermont and it's fucking dark here all the time and not that like that's the only time that seasonal depression or affective disorder like acts up but um it's definitely a big chunk because you aren't getting as much vitamin d you aren't getting as much sun like those are things that definitely affect our um serotonin what is that called like creation and um I think it was just like teachers would just be like whatever like everyone's depressed and let's keep going and like not address it and no one like spoke about it. And it was just like something that was like there that like we never addressed, which is an issue. And we would all like joke about it. We'd be like, haha, that seasonal depression really getting me when like it was causing all of us a shit ton of pain. Sorry, I shouldn't, am I allowed to swear? I think it's fine. 
okay <laughs> it was calling all of us like quite a bit of pain and like yeah making sure we're checking up on our friends um and also like if we can notice a pattern in our friends that's also very beautiful yeah um, my sister well, if you recognize that pattern within yourself like share it with your friends so like they can know that like you're probably going to be depressed during this time period and they're mm-hmm. going to have to like double text you and yeah like, reach out to you a little bit extra tell your siblings let them know to go easy on you my sister and I are always like we always make sure to tell each other when we're in a depressive episode because um then we can go easier on each other and not like shit on each other because we do that a lot but um definitely important to not do that while your siblings depressed yeah yeah so (laughs) you have any like specific coping strategies to deal with like seasonal depression due to like winter slash darkness Mm -hmm. um I try and like get outside when I can during school that's obviously difficult but like just to like go on a walk like put in head phones go on a walk and just like try and get outside and like do something um in the winter time I tend to like try and get myself to like read a couple books because that makes me happy but like if you're someone who doesn't like reading maybe like find a show and like watch it with your best friend or your siblings just like sitting in your bed and watching a show can be depressing depressing but um I don't know like try and finish it with your friend or um what else do I do I'm trying to think I bake a lot um and that makes me happy but just like try and like um find the things that you know will like consistently make you happy and try and like make like be intentional about doing them um and be intentional about like everything I always find that when I'm like depressed I don't clean and then that makes me more depressed and especially in the winter time I do not clean at all so like I force myself to clean every Saturday like no matter what um I don't know yeah I think I think another thing that you can do is like even though it is dark super early try not to go to bed super early like stick to your regular like waking and sleeping routines because mm-hmm. it'll like help with that sense of like normalcy and like it won't mess with your like internal rhythms because mm-hmm. like I learned this in a program I did for mental health where it's really important to go to sleep and wake up within about an hour every day for your mental health because your body really does well with consistency (laughs) so like something that can really worsen depression is like something that I think we all do which is like because of school we wake up super early on the weekdays but then on the weekends we sleep in to like some people until like even 12 or 1 and that can be really damaging to like your internal rhythms Mm-hmm. and it can mess with your um release of hormones and stuff like that which can really impact your mental health yeah yeah I definitely don't notice like I can't sleep as well in the winter time because like I just like all the time feels like nighttime yeah definitely um, I think something that is really good with that is also like you can do it on your phone and your computer where you turn on like the orange light at a certain point yes so you're not 
staring at blue light because like it's so dark outside there's nothing to do so you're just gonna be on your screen more Mm -hmm. but if you do that and also invest in like some melatonin and like create like a actual routine you do every night before bed it can be really helpful in signaling your body that like oh okay this is time to wind down this is time to start producing that melatonin this is Mm -hmm. time to like start shutting down the things and getting sleepier and like even though it is dark earlier it can like still create that cue for your body that like okay this is what we're doing yes definitely and like you can have fun with it like my nighttime routine at college was like I literally go shower and I do like my skincare which probably doesn't actually do anything but it makes me feel nice and like then I mm-hmm. go and like listen to like an audiobook and then just kind of like lay and listen to like some celebrity talk to me about their life story while I drifted off to sleep yes I love that yeah that's beautiful I should, yeah, definitely lessening your screen time around bedtime is it's important, not only for seasonal affective disorder, but uh, just for normal life. Yeah. Or like, I invested in a pair of blue light glasses mm. because of Zoom school. Right. And that helped with my sleep quality, like a surprising amount. Yeah. Just because... I don't know, like just staring at that amount of like light and I think technology during the day can really just lead to like your brain being really fatigued at the end of the day. And you would think that that would be good, but it's actually counterintuitive. Like if your brain is too tired, you actually will have a harder time sleeping. I did not know that. Yeah, it's really confusing. Like if you're like, if you're overtired or like over stimulated to the point where your brain feels done it's actually way harder to like shut down and like go into sleep because like you've passed the point it's already like too far gone oh my goodness I do that like almost every night (laughs) and I don't sleep like ever oh gosh I I invested in the melatonin gummies from the like ollie brand at target nice very I like the flavor and they have ones that also are like immune support important in COVID important in COVID and just in general because like you don't want to be getting sick it's because the winter is also cold and flu season and like that does not help with seasonal depression just like getting colds and flus all the time Mm -hmm. so like I find that to be really helpful and I just like I don't know it makes me feel like a grown-up because I'm taking the vitamin. <laughs> yeah, I have gotten into a pattern of, I think, taking too much melatonin. So you do have to be careful about that. Yeah, but, um, you do. You can also, like, oh, if you take too much melatonin, it actually makes your body release adrenaline to counteract the amount of melatonin. So make sure you're following, like, the serving sizes on the bottle and try not to do it every single night (laughs) this is why you listen to the podcast because you learn new things because i take melatonin every night and it's like way too much yeah that's an issue that's a whole different thing um (laughs) but i feel like it all goes along with like seasonal affective disorder because like 
it's so different for everyone. We can't really like just be like, yes, this is our experience. It is how it is for everyone because it is, it's so different and it happens for everyone at such different times mm-hmm. of like the year and in life. And like you can have seasonal depression for a period of time and then you can just not have seasonal depression anymore. It's like, it's so weird. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna, I just like, I just had a realization. What is your realization? Okay. So as I spoke about in a couple episodes ago, um, I would like to put a trigger warning on this for sexual assault. Um, I was sexually assaulted my sophomore year of high school. And I just noticed that I cannot be in relationships during the winter. And that was probably because of my seasonal depression and me just not being able to like do romanticness slash sex while I'm like severely depressed. Yeah. And I mean, also like I find that like I too was sexually assaulted and I find like it's, I wouldn't say it's seasonal affective disorder, but I definitely do. I get more depressed every year around that anniversary. Yeah. And like, I feel strained in my relationship a little bit and Mm -hmm. like, me and my lovely boyfriend Chase tend to fight a little bit more because like I'm just like ah my brain is angry yeah yeah like yeah I feel like seasonal depression and just any kind of like seasonal mental illness thing can have like a strain on all of your relationships and that's why I think it's so important to like be able to advocate for yourself because like you want to make sure that you're able to maintain those relationships when you get out of that depressive episode. Yes. Very important. Yeah. And like, yeah, making sure you're communicating with your partner. This is such like, I literally, my friends are like, I have issues with my relationship and I'm like, communicate, but like communicate with your partner that you're having a depressive episode. And like, it's just, it just, communicate I don't know how to stress how important communication is and it's so hard to do sometimes but I mean tell your family you're having a hard time I mean some people sometimes me don't have a great relationship with their family but um just like advocate for yourself yes let them know let the people in your life who you love always know I also would like to take that back my family we're doing great. <laughs> don't put in the podcast that I said we don't have a good relationship. Okay, I will not. But, My mom listens to this. She will not be happy. Yeah, I mean, like in me, if like tune back in because in a future episode, I think me and Sid will definitely dive into like healthy communication because that is a whole aspect. One sec. <laughs> you okay yes I was yelling at my sister to be quiet (laughs) I will start over what I was saying um so yeah I mean definitely tune back in because I think me and Sid will definitely have like a whole podcast episode maybe even like a two-part thing about like healthy communication and how to have it yes I have learned a lot because I've done a lot of different types of therapy because I've done like 
there's a bunch of different types of therapy. There's like cognitive behavioral therapy, talk therapy, attachment therapy, but one that really focuses on communication is called dialectical behavioral therapy. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of stuff from that. And honestly, like, that's the one thing I'm super proud of myself about, like, me and my boyfriend most of the time like we do get in fights and stuff but most of the time do you have really healthy and effective communication beautiful because I feel like I feel like a lot of people have like communication but they don't know what effective communication is yes because yeah. it's a whole different kind of communication mm-hmm. that's very true yeah, yeah. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on that make sure you smash that like button <laughs> share it with all your friends you it just turn it to joke all but we're not please do share it with your friends and family yes everyone everyone they want to hear about with seasonal two teenage girls talking about their sexual assault probably not probably not we'll have a whole episode on that again tune back in lots of things to discuss but yeah i think i think the last thing to touch on is just like do you have any advice for like any friends and family out there listening on like how to support a loved one during like their battle with seasonal depression or seasonal affective disorder um go easy on them (laughs) like it's an um I personally when I'm depressed I'm very like um agitated I'm very I get like angry very easily but just like know that it's not about you it's about something that's going on with them and like don't yell at them when they get angry at you like cut them a little slack they're not they're not doing great um, but also, like, let them know you love them. Give them cuddles if they want them. Um, and ask them if they want to talk to their doctor or talk to a therapist. Or make sure you give them the correct support yeah. through, like, the correct, um, what's that called? Professional support. Yeah, definitely. I think another really great tool for anyone is on our website, thebreak.org. Mm-hmm. We have some fun and fresh toolkits that we have one for parents and guardians about how to talk to your young person about mental health and like starting that really difficult conversation and I think that can be especially useful to parents because I feel like a lot of the time they just have no idea like where to start and so we have all of that information in like a nice little convenient thing that is available for download and we also have a toolkit for young people about how to help their friends and themselves and yeah I think those are two like really great resources that like we have curated specifically for like y'all at home listening to the podcast yes yeah and yeah overall I think it's just it's really important definitely like have that conversation and be like I'm here for you and yeah. I'm here to listen and just like give you great Let them know that you notice that something's going on yeah because that's important a lot of the time it feels like no one's like noticing 
Yeah, definitely. And that can feel really isolating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know we talked about a lot of like advice and tips and tricks in the podcast, but I think we should move into like our weekly coping strategies. And I think we should both pick like one or two things that we think is like the most important or like poignant like challenges that we can give our listeners at home or just advice interesting do you want to go first uh yeah I can go first I think the one piece of advice or challenge that I'd like to give everyone at home is tracking their moods over like a course of a year and really see if there are any patterns and it doesn't have to be something you do every day. It could be something you do at the end of every week where you're just like, how was this week overall? What was I feeling? Like, and just kind of get like an overview of your mental health. And I mean, that's something I'm going to try and be better at doing in 2021. And I think, I think it's a very doable challenge for all of you guys at home. And I think it can provide you with some really good and important insight. Yeah. Definitely. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, okay. A piece of advice. Is that what one of them could be? Yeah. Um, oh gosh. (laughs) Wait one sec. I'm going to come up with something. I'm sorry. (laughs) Can you, uh, repeat the prompt, please? So like a coping skill, a tool, like, a challenge for them to do at home oh wait I have a tool okay um this is not sponsored I can share an app that I love right yeah about mental health can I for for sure yes okay cool for a weekly coping thing so yeah okay um I have an app called headspace and this is getting into that like um unable to sleep thing that I have. Um, and that happens a lot um, when you're having that seasonal depression. Um, and they have like something called sleep casts. And it's basically like an old man reading a story to you. And it just puts me right to sleep. So I definitely recommend that. And then also you can like do meditation um, and track your meditation. And that's another thing. Um, if you're if you're also doing what Libby suggested, maybe you can see if your mood goes up when you're um, practicing meditation. Yeah. Um, that's something I've been trying to do. I I have used Headspace before, and they do have some great guided meditations. It's beautiful. Yeah, I think another just to add on to that, what I will <laughs> say, what I like to listen to before I fall asleep is this podcast. Let me find what it's called. It's the best sleep podcast I've ever listened to it's called it's called where the light pours in (laughs) no don't listen to this before you we are too chaotic for that uh yeah so it's called sleepy and host otis gray reads you to sleep with old books every week and so it's just him talking in a very monotone voice and he reads you like old literary classics oh my god i want that or it's literally just one of him where he literally just counts from one to 500 in a monotone voice. And it is very soothing. I need that in my life. Yeah, it is free, I think, everywhere you listen to podcasts. 
I love that. I love that. And I listened to Reese Witherspoon's audiobook because it's very soothing to just have her little like Southern drawl tell me about party planning and like cooking food. Very like first world issues, but like we love it. I mean, yeah, but like it's that's the thing. Like it's just so fun. And then I have just like fun dreams because I just am thinking about parties and like food. Mm. Very helpful time of COVID. I can just pretend I'm there. Yes, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I will do my spiel because we are at the end of the episode. So I just want to remind everyone to subscribe, share this podcast, and head on over to like Apple Podcast or iTunes, either or and rate this podcast give it a five stars it helps us move up in the charts and it helps more people see the podcast so yeah make sure again share it with your friends that's another like really important thing and we don't make any like money from the podcast or anything and like this is free for you so it's just something that you can do easy takes two minutes and it's really helpful to us uh and yeah, make sure you follow us on Instagram at The Bright Organization. And we have some really great tools, resources, fun little posts, videos, all of that fun stuff that we post probably three times a week. And we do like fun Instagram stories. It's also a great way to keep up with the podcast because we will remind you every time there's an episode out. Yes, we will. And- yeah also check out our website for those resources that i mentioned earlier in the podcast they are under the like resource section of our website and our website again is thebright.org and i just want to say a special thank you to all of our lovely listeners out there we appreciate you we value you you're amazing wonderful people and yeah it means a lot to us that you choose to spend your like time with us yeah yeah so we hope this podcast helps you find where the light pours in and we will see you next week bye bye